cliffcentral.com Good morning, everybody. Friday is here. You made it to the weekend. <laughs> morning, Simpue. Good morning, Gary. How are good. you? Good. Very, very good. Nice to see you again. Yes. Our ray, our ray of sunshine on a Friday. That's what we need. That's what we were missing. <laughs> Well, we have a lot to talk about this morning. We also got some sport coming up later on with Ben, uh, some guests popping in. It's going to be a good start to your weekend. Trust me on that one. And I found some stupid stuff on the internet that I oh, feel we great. need to pay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. I always find, yeah, how hard is it? I mean, if there's an easy job in the world, it's finding stupid stuff on the internet, right? So have got a couple of those things for us to look at just now. It's going to be oh so much fun. All right, uh, let's see what we've got here. Uh, we've got some uh, comments in the comment, uh, comment section. It's busy already. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Ooh, I see here. Okay. Um, we've got Melissa and Venetia and Sam and Mac and Snipes and MM. Hey, morning, everybody. It's looking like it's, uh, it's busy over there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, where shall we begin? Uh, a couple of things in the news this morning that I thought we should look at. So starting off, uh, cyber criminals oh, yes. tap into data analytics to launch attacks. So cyber criminals are using data analytics to launch attacks. Oh, I don't know what's happened with our internet here. Mm-hmm. Let me just double check all of this. I wonder why just that's gone off. Let, let me restart. Is it you or is it me? I think it might be me. I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay, well, let me see if we can get this going. All right, anyway, uh, cyber criminals have launched uh, all kinds of data analytics uh, means of attacking methods such as malicious PDF attachments, fake error messages. Apparently, this is going on all over the place at the moment. Um, then we've got PDF malware on the rise and ad services which are analyzing all kinds of information that generates the most clicks and organizations should follow zero trust principles to protect themselves. Have you ever been caught by a PDF document? No. Because I just don't open any if they don't come from someone I know. Yeah, boy, that's me as well. That's the, that's the key, right? Yes. That's what you want to do. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, it says Frozen 3. <laughs> that's the show this morning. I don't know what's happened. It's very bizarre. I'm trying to get Simpiwe back online here. Let me just see. What's going on here? Why do you think everything's can't uh, just crashed? What's uh the Wi-Fi just dropped? Wi-Fi oh. dropped. Ooh. Ooh. Jesus. All right, Ryan's running around trying to sort things out. Someone says stream shedding. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta admit these are clever. Yes. All right, so anyway, look, why would you open something that someone sends you, especially when it says like invoice, but you've never done any work for those people? Because people like People like being in people's business and they always think, oh my gosh, I can make money. Mm." Yeah, they think like someone somewhere is just waiting to pay you money for something you haven't done. And that's where you get... (laughs) Well, then you deserve it, right? I I definitely think so as well. Uh, So so Stefan says that the reason that our uh, internet crashed is because someone opened up a dodgy PDF. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) what it was. It's very, very bizarre. Yeah, it's 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 uh, and it happened not as very we, as, <laughs> as we started the show. Well, see, we were talking about this, and we were talking about influencers. I've got a video to show you just now, which will show you what I mean when I talk about stupid influencers and how they can just switch you off these days. So you think you're mm-hmm. a big deal because you've got millions of followers online, and then what happens is mm-hmm. they uh, decide that you are I don't know 
sharing porn or something. Yes. On Twitter, and then they'll cancel you. Gone. Just like that. You gone. It is uh, what man's not Barry Rue. Yes. He had like, what, 2.3 million followers, and now he's gone. gone. Just no because more. he was sharing explicit porn, I guess, because Twitter is known for porn. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> why would they go after one? Because there's so much of it on Twitter. Yeah, because I know his account is being a troll, right? So oh, he, he says problematic things anyway. So I think the, the, the porn was like, oh, no. Maybe so. someone reported him. That's usually what happens. Yeah. but Someone like, somewhere reports something. Oh, there we go. Simpi was back online. There she is. Thank goodness. <laughs> why, why would it suddenly, uh, ca- I mean, is it like a six o'clock sabotage? Like, is that a thing that happens? Hating. It's, it's hating. Oh, Ryan. It's hating on me. I'm gonna figure that out. Anyway. All right. So it's just don't open stupid shit on the internet and then you won't end up with stupid shit happening to you. That is very true. That's it. And then people are talking about a big shift in the property market, which frankly Ooh. is Excellent news. The property market's been a disaster. Is it going down? Can we finally afford the houses? Interest rates will be going down, which helps people to be able to afford property. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you you can also talk generationally, like uh, millennials and Gen Z are saying, well, we've never been able to afford property because property's been outrageously and and unreasonably expensive. Mm -hmm. And now we finally want a chance to be able to enter the property market. Yes. Uh, I was talking to someone who I know who's in the property business yesterday and she was saying, ah, uh, you know, she thinks that they're going to drop interest rates there and that it'll, it'll make a lot more money liquid and people will want to go out and buy. And then what we need essentially is for it to turn into a buyer's market because it's been a seller's market for such a long time. Okay. Sorry. It's been a buyer's market for such a long time now that it, they want it to become a seller's market. Okay. Because selling property, it's been, if you've got a bit of money around, you could have taken your pick over the last Five to ten years. Mm. Mm. Okay. So okay. that's uh, an interesting thing that's happening. Yeah. And you know, on a Friday, we try not to get into too much political news because we do enough politics. Yes, we do. Really, honestly, from especially Tuesday and Thursday's shows, we've got Democracy 101 and the Podcast Party, and then we've got a Burning Platform with Pumi. And I just feel like by Friday, the last thing you want to do is get into too much politics. But I did see this, and I think it's hilarious because it's linked to a story that's in the news this morning. So Fikile Mbalula mm-hmm. was in Russia because, okay. you know, he's still got a hard-on for communism. So he posted this picture of him with some communists. It says here, This evening our delegation from the ANC and SACP was hosted for dinner by the Communist Party of Russia mm. leadership led by Professor Vladimir Shubin and Comrade Vyacheslav, ahead of the Forum of Supporters of the Struggle Against Modern-Day Practices of Neocolonialism. Can you imagine what a horrible dinner that was? First of all, what a boring, boring dinner. Second of all, what a shit name for it. The Forum of Supporters of the Struggle Against Modern-Day Practices of Neocolonialism. There's more ofs in there than there are plates on the table. Sure. And because it's communists, who do you think is paying for it? Us, of course, you but, know. Because communists never pay for anything. Oh, no. That's why I don't allow them in my house. They steal <laughs> things because they don't respect property rights and they can never pay for anything. If anyone who's listening to us has ever taken a communist out for lunch, dinner, or a coffee, you paid, right? Because mm. the communist wouldn't have paid. So these assholes got together in Moscow um, and <laughs> Fikile puts the hashtag ANC at work. So he's come back with a bright idea. Do you know what it is? How to steal money... Without getting caught? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's always in the ANC's wheelhouse, but this is, a, this is an original one. Oh, well, he, okay. he thinks it's original, like communism. 
So Fikile is back in the country and he announces that they're going to open the, the first state-owned bank. And he thinks this is a big positive move. Now, I know, I know that there are a lot of South Africans who would vote for the ANC for various reasons. But I do also know that there are a lot of South Africans who we underestimated our peril, people who are clever enough to know what to do with their money, even if they only have a little bit of it. And the one thing those people know for sure is you don't put that money in a bank that Fikilim Balula thinks is a good idea because yeah. it won't be there. Next Thursday, you'll be going there so you could buy money for, you could take out money at the ATM for groceries and you can go buy some stuff. There will be no it's money. It's going to say cut decline. And then you're like, but I have money. I have money, chief. It's like, no, ma'am, your card no, just declined. The, uh, we've, we've repossessed your money so that we can redistribute it to politicians. Ooh. And I wonder how those interest rates are going to look like. The oh. bank charges. I'm sure they're going to charge you 9 rand 50. Like, Every time you draw money. Oh, my word. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Dear a comrade, it'll come up on the screen. <laughs> Dear comrade, we're afraid that um, we've had to decline your request for some oh, money. Imagine how the parliament speeches are going to be like. Because you know they the never central, let... <laughs> The central planning committee of the Politburo has decided that you should not have your own money. Yeah, but you know they never let apartheid down. Now they're going to mm. be like, yeah, we're the reason why you even shop at Woolworths. We're the reason why you even shop at Pick and Pay. Like now they're going to be in our business unnecessarily. So like, <laughs> no, sir, <laughs> I don't need you to know exactly. what I'm buying with my money. No. Mm -mm. Well, um, it's it's not surprising to me that they're going to be using the post offices as the branches. So I mean, Yo, there's there's something even worse. Even <laughs> So there's something that's already not something is not working properly already, right? Now they're going to make it worse because those poor people at the post office who already can't make it work are now going to have to also deal with the bank. And they're thinking of a name and they're going to go with the South African Post Office Bank. Well, they pay offline should be system offline. Mm. <laughs> system is offline. <laughs> That, that is going to be the APL line. <laughs> sad is this? Anyway, I mean, look, in the list of shit ideas, this isn't even in the top 10. So, I mean, Fikile must be so impressed with himself. He's like, I had dinner with all those old commies, none of whom, by the way, are, are involved in anything to do with the levers of power in Russia anymore. Mm. Mm -mm. And there's nothing sadder than an old communist because, you see, an old communist really doesn't have any reason to be celebrated by their family mm. you know like if you're a grandfather and you give your kids sweets or you give them a you mm -hmm. know five rand or whatever when they come to visit you if you're an old granddad then they'll they're like oh we like going to granddad because he gives us stuff mm -hmm. but an old communist has nothing to give you he just wants to take in fact he's going to the kids where where the, like, sweets? Yeah. Where the sweets <laughs> See, you get communism straight away. <laughs> so Sam says it's the National Embezzlement Bank, Yo. NEB. Mm, mm, <laughs> I would not trust it. It's I so funny. Not. It's mm -mm. just, I, I mean, you've got to laugh, right? Mm. Anyway, Mfundo says, but you know they'll force citizens to use their bank. Maybe one, uh, maybe you'll only be able to withdraw your grant through them and your pension and operate it all with a government contract. Well, they'll try, but you also know that any time government have tried to do this the private sector come in and say actually let us help you because you can't mm -hmm. and then people go with the private sector it's like even our passports yes. and our ids at the moment our driver's licenses yes. we must go to private institutions to get them uh, done. and it's been so much better 
Right. Like because, doing things online yeah, has been yeah, exactly. a lifesaver. So anyway, good luck. I mean, Fiki Le Shame. Uh, he's trying very hard uh, to come up with new ideas. And um, he's also flying around to all his allies in the world to ask them for money so that he can, uh, he can get the ANC out of debt. So there's, there's, there are two reasons he's doing these trips. Uh, one is to just spend time with old communists. I, I, I actually look forward to a time where they tell us one day, someday, we've paid back so much from the money we've borrowed. Because all my life, every year, every year, we have borrowed this much, we have taken this much, we, we need this much. We have never ever spoken about we've paid back this much. Well, we had, okay, so Simpiwe, this was before you were really like aware of it. But during the Mbeki years, we had a surplus. Do you know what that means? Yes. So there was money. Like, there was more money than we like paid our bills and we had some in the bank. I've even forgotten about those years. Can you see? Can you see, Gareth? And I'm they've not that old. They've traumatized you. I'm, can I just, I'd love to go back to that era. You only know what it is to be, to owe money under this Current government. Yeah, you only know how that feels. Can so. they change that, please? <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to talk uh, politics all morning, so we won't. Um, I can promise you that that's not what I want to talk about. Just one quick thing I noticed, and I said to Pumi yesterday, the, um, you know, when the, the Bafana Bafana team came back from AFCON. Mm. Oh, they're they back. Were, they were all oh. at the airport. Yeah, a few hundred uh. people <laughs> went to meet them. EFF, because they also come Clearly third. I wasn't. The EFF comes third after, you know, every, every election. So here's... The AFCON. So they put up this um, the trophy, but someone put Africa the wrong way around. Now, they're all sitting there. Someone should have just turned the trophy around. Yeah. It's not like they made the trophy wrong. It just needs to be turned around. It's little things like this that make us look silly. Mm. Right? Yes. It's like you wouldn't put the FIFA World Cup upside down in front of the people who've just won it. Ah. Know what I mean? Like, I know it's not it first. Pla- I know to... it's not first place. I know it's not second place. Nobody cares, but, but just turn it the right way around. Yes, because usually they also write their like third place. Yes. But funny, you also want to see the writing, right? That's... But someone is not doing their job there. I saw Danny Jordan pitched up there. What a horrible looking man he is. I mean, he just he really looks. Every time I see him on TV, he looks worse than he's ever looked before. <laughs> it's a, amazing. Now some people end up looking age gracefully. He's aging disgracefully. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, we've got a couple of things that I also wanted to show you. I drove home yesterday. Now, I need to understand this. Yonder actually sent me a message when I posted this on Instagram. So I was driving behind this. There's a bus going to Zim or something. So I'm assuming Zim. And then it's attached to a trailer or a trailer is attached to it. And on top of the trailer is just a whole lot of shit. They're like, shit, there's no, I can't, let me zoom in on this for you quickly. It's a pile of shit. Look at all that shit. Okay, there's, there's like mm, drums that you would use for putting water or fuel or whatever, and there's a broken bicycle. There's chicken wire. There looks like just containers, empty containers full of stuff. I'm not even sure what half of that is, but look at the state of that trailer. Like the... The sides of it are basically opening up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fall apart at any minute. And this thing is driving in the middle lane on the highway, N1, at 40 kilometers an hour. Oh. So if you look at the, the first picture, you'll see there's another truck overtaking it on the fast lane. Mm. <laughs> because this thing is so, so much. And this is going all the way to Zim. There are people in that poor bus. I mean, poor people in that bus, let's say. Who now have to go, they've got to look forward to like a 49-hour journey or whatever in this 
horrible rubbish bus. And with all that shit is strapped to the roof and God knows what's inside the trailer if that stuff's on top. <laughs> you, you got to ask, like, what, is that going to be valuable somewhere? I mean, who's gathering this stuff? It's like garbage, right? <laughs> are they going to take it to the scrapyard what, or something? What are they doing like? with it? It's like, what rubbish and garbage is that on top of that truck? Anybody know? I would love to know. Yonder says what they do is what he told me on Instagram last night when I posted it. He's like, nah, what happens is people get this stuff for free when they see it's been thrown out, right? Mm -hmm. And then they gather it up. But because no one in this country wants it, they put it on buses and trucks and trailers and they send it up to Zim. And then someone there will buy it. So, you so gotta, they just recycle. But who wants that? Like, how bad are things in Zim if you want to buy that rubbish? You saw what's on top there, right? I drove past this thing. I was, uh, and because everything was so slow, I could take a picture. Yeah, that you see, that's my issue. It was the what the truck overtaking. Mm. Like, you see, when I'm on the highway and that happens, I just get so mad. It's like, can we just have a lane dedicated to buses and trucks, and it's on the slow lane, and they're not allowed to be on the fast lane at all? Like. Ever, ever, ever. I don't care no. what the circumstances are. No, there's no are. reason, right? Because, yeah, see, that just makes me mad because now we must all move at 40. And, and have like, you seen the Metro Police sometimes pull these guys over because they've got so much stuff oh, strapped yes. to the car or the truck? I, the I get a bit happy when that happens. I'm like, nazo. <laughs> but but it, it's like, okay, so your, your, your bucky or your truck or your bus or whatever is one third of, let's say it's, it's one third of the total height. Yes, then you've got two thirds of the stuff just up there with, with ropes, and, and God knows how they put it on. Not seeing, and sometimes the shit flies off as well. Yes, and you're like, and it's lying like this because it's at an angle. The back wheels are like, like they can't take up. Can't wheels. take any more. <laughs> no, I mean it's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna scrape. It's horrific. Mm -hmm. no. um, one man's shit's another man's treasure, says Wendy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Honduras says they send tiles, kitchen equipment, and anything you can imagine back home. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. This happens every day. You haven't been to town in a while, says Snipes. <laughs> okay. Well, you know things are getting bad, says Congo Chris, when Zimbabwean immigrants are heading back. moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that stuff. So I, I know this happens all the time, and I know this isn't rare. I just took a picture of it yesterday yeah. and thought, we need to actually talk about this because this is also one of the reasons that our roads are in such a mess. Yes. It's because we've got these heavy, heavy, heavy vehicles full of heavy, heavy, heavy rubbish that are transporting this stuff for hundreds of kilometers. Oh, yeah. There's nothing you know? that stresses me more. Like, I can deal with trucks on the highway. It's when I see them, like, <laughs> like inland and I'm just like… And you have to you... go past them and really like... close? No. Mm-mm. No. And you just know, like, if that truck loses control or and something falls off. And they on the off, road. They just turn. Mm, they just, they, don't, they don't check. They no. don't do anything. So if that guy just is like, well, I'm going to the next lane no. and you're in the way, boo-boo, I hope you can accelerate because it's tickets for you. David says the other day there was a um, fatal car accident where a ma mattress came off a car roof. Oh, no. Tell you what, you got to look out. Some sure. crazy shit going on here. Sure. Nobody else will say it, so I will, says Carl. I don't think we should be celebrating Bafana. We're congratulating mediocrity. It's pathetic. If you ain't first, you're last. Well, we were excited while they were on their way up. We'll give that. 
you know, even on this show where we very cynical, even about Ben, who's mm. on the show with us, we're still cynical <laughs> about it. You know, it took him winning a whole tournament for him for us Busted. to take him seriously. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, okay, so this morning we're also going to meet someone who is in the top fifty fastest people in the world. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean he's he's even had better results than that. Ooh. But Ooh. listen, let me tell you, if I met someone in the top hundred fastest people, it would be cool. I wouldn't be messing with that person. I won't be like, eh. Yeah. Let's go run. Oh, no, no, this guy, <laughs> this guy will leave you in the dust. So he is like a, and the hundred meter sprints the most exciting thing at the. Anybody watches any athletics yes. uh, championship, Olympics event, it's always the hundred meters. No one yes. cares about the four hundred or the eight hundred. It's a bit too long. It's just very long. Yeah, no one's interested in those. So we'll find out all about that with our guest a little bit later on. Ben will be in with the sport just now. Got a lot of that to get to. And then a privately owned spacecraft headed for the moon has blasted off from Florida. So a privately owned one. Uh, Elon, the spacecraft, is that you? I, I, think, I don't think this is Elon's. Um, it's called Odysseus. Ooh. And its owner is Intuitive Machines. So it's a company, so it might just be a group of people rather than one. Uh, has decided they'll make history as the first private company to land on the moon. That's very cool. All previous landings have been by national space agencies. The robotic craft will attempt to land on the lunar surface's south pole where scientists hope there could be some water. Mm. Its journey to the moon should take about a week. So it's interesting, like even though the moon has been up there and we've got great telescopes and things, we still need to send something up there to find out if there's water or not because we can't see below the surface. Mm. But for for some reason they think that the pole, just like our south pole and north pole are covered in ice, I think the pole of the moon might be covered in some ice or that there might be some ice underwater, underground. So they're going to have a look at it. But um, you can imagine how much that costs. And it's great, though, that we are in a world where private enterprise can do what governments only were allowed to do before. So I think this could be good. And plus, we need something as a, as a species to look forward to, right? Because it feels like humans have just stuck. We've ruined Earth. We've got, but, but, we've got, but we've got stuck. We, we know, there's nowhere left to explore. Yeah. Uh, we've explored the North Pole, the South Pole, the oceans, the mountains, uh, mm. everywhere, the forests. There's very little for us to still explore. And if we don't explore, we just get boring. Yeah. My only ask, just don't bring anything back. When they go to the moon? You've watched too many of those sci-fi movies. I've watched way too many where they take something and then they bring it back and then it's that very thing that's going to kill each and every single one Mm -hmm. of us. So please, like, just don't bring anything back. That's it. Like an alien. Mm. Like it it, uh, stows away on the spacecraft and then lands back on Earth. Lands back here and then comes out of, hatches out of a shell or something. Like comes and kills us. Jesus, that's all we need. Can you imagine? <laughs> like that? No, no. <laughs> Suddenly the ANC won't seem so bad. <laughs> well, it said South Africa is like one of the safest countries during a war. So if there was a thing like that, I guess I'd be happy to be South African. <laughs> now, uh, famously, neither Simpiwe nor I nor Ben on a Friday really could talk about parenting. Although we do, we criticize parents heavily because we feel like it's our responsibility to do that. Yes. Especially shitty parents, and there are a lot of those, in, <laughs> our, in our opinion. So, um, Simpiwe has found out that uh, there are some parents who ask teachers to help them when their children behave badly outside of school. Yes. So, these are parents that are not only 
shitty at parenting. <laughs> but they now are so I, shitty at parenting that they want the teachers to help them discipline their horrible children outside of school. To me, the answer is a straight up no. Okay. Why would the teacher accept responsibilities over and above what – already your kid's behavior shouldn't be your teacher's problem. Hmm. If the kid's behaving badly, it's a parent thing, don't you think? I don't know. So the reason why I asked this question, I saw a TikTok video of a teacher who like was venting. This mm-hmm. was a straight up vent. She's like, you won't believe there's this parent who just came in and it's like, my child is a little demon at home but seems to respect you, right? So mm-hmm. I'm here to ask you to help me with the kid outside of school. And the teacher was just like, oh, hell no, I'm not going to do that. Who do you think I am? I'm no social worker. I'm no psychologist. Mm. Don't come at me, right? I'm with that. And uh, people were up in arms. A lot of people were like, well, you're a teacher. And I guess this is also part of being uh, a teacher and the job of being a teacher, helping kids. And even though this is outside the parameters of work, you know, you can have a very positive impact on the kid. And I was also thinking, I was like, I mean, you have every right to say no, but I think it would be beneficial if you do help out. You're a much nicer person. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Everybody knew that already. I hate this. I hate this because, think about it, every teacher Mm -hmm. sees hundreds of kids a day. Sure. Now, they probably even have their own kids. Yes. Back home. Yes. Now, these teachers are expected to also help and discipline kids outside of school? Well, I think teachers do that already. Like, I think of, like, there's two teachers who've had a massive impact on me as a human being and as an adult. And if it wasn't for them going slightly above and beyond, I don't think I'd be, like, the Sims I am today. Hmm. Like, teachers play a vital... Well, let's thank thank those teachers. Yes. You've turned out all right. (laughs) And I'm just saying, most of the time we complain about teachers being problematic or parents being problematic and not wanting to take the teacher's side. I think this is a good, like... um, I think she should take it like with like a bit of honor. That so like where these teachers are so busy already. I don't mean to be horrible, but my God, they got a lot of work, and now they must take care of other people's stupid and badly behaved kids. It's enough. It's I, enough. I, we I are, think it's just part of the job. Yeah, no, we are piling so mu- we are piling so much uh, work on these poor teachers. I don't think that it's fair, and they can't handle it anymore. It's not right. Look who's here. Ben's arrived. He's uh, he's in his Vierpia. You're in your old Vierpia rugby jersey, hey, Ben? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's lekker, huh? Wait, is that new? Because it looks... Yeah, it is new. There's, okay, there's yeah. a company that, that makes... But it's like an old... Yeah, it's like um, heavy, nice cotton, proper oh, jersey. Okay. But today you used to actually play it, you know? Yeah, we used to have like a school rugby jersey like yeah. that. Not in those colors, but yeah. So it's a Vierpia. It's a lekker Vierpia. What do you think of today? teachers having to look after kids outside of school? I think it's selfish. You know my shitty parenting. It's shitty parenting. It's just <laughs> there's no sympathy here. Sympathy is just like oh, I'm God. just saying. If the parent has identified that their little kid is a demon outside of school, but seems to be well behaved during school hours, come on now. It's yeah. only logical to to go to the source and be like, "Ma'am, there's something you're doing right, and I'm doing wrong." Teach me thy ways. Okay, so that's a different slant. Then I don't think a parent's going to be that socially engaged to do that. They're just going to go take this little shit away from me and you must deal with it. If a parent wants to actually go like, teach me, master, teach me, then cool. I don't know any parents. And even then, then just like you're tutoring for maths or science or biology, you're tutoring for less shittery. 
Well, and then you get paid for that. I also want to add another layer to this because I don't think it's as simple as that either. If the teacher did a shitty job mm-hmm. and the teacher made one mistake, those parents would climb into them. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to take teacher side, uh, teachers' sides here because I normally wouldn't stand up for the teacher. I think we've got a lot of really rubbish teachers. Mm-hmm. Most of them belong to SAD too. And, you know, they're the ones who are impregnating schoolgirls and God knows what else. But if teachers do put a foot wrong, mm-hmm. everybody climbs into them. And you'd expect that because they 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 meant to be pr- delivering a professional service. Yeah. So if a teacher is a shitty teacher and they do a really bad job, then everybody's all over them. Fine. But nobody is all over the parent when the child comes out badly. And Ben has gone so far as to say that if parents are responsible for a child's bad behavior and the child is criminally charged with something, the parents should also go to jail. Absolutely. They, they did this, you know, they did this in America the other day. Like two weeks ago, a parent, a mother was found guilty alongside her son who was a school shooter because she and her husband bought him a gun. Good. And despite all of his um, very obvious signs of not being a balanced, sane individual, the parents did not intervene in a positive way to make the, the situation any better. So they said your negligence, in mm-hmm. fact, you can't even just call it negligence, there's actual malice aforethought there because they bought the, this horrible child a gun, mm. so they've sentenced the parents. Now, I don't think there's enough jail space in the world for us to put the children and the bad parents away. We're the, we're most three-quarters of the population... Oh, everyone could just scooch up a little bit. But imagine, Ben, if everybody whose kid was a drug dealer or a shoplifter or a rioter or a carjacker, if all of those parents also had to go to jail, there'd be more people in the jail than out. So I'm not seeing the problem though. <laughs> I'm really not. Just think if the root of every just crime. Think of, like El Salvador. The, just, the root of every crime is a bad person. Who creates bad people? People. Find those people responsible for these things. Don't say, oh, people who make guns, they're the, they're the worst, or, you know, bombs are so bad. It's, no, just... It's like McDonald's makes you fat. It's not... That's not true. It's you. It's you. It's you. But so you're, you're looking for ultimate responsibility. rectify that, that's all I'm saying. If you're trying to rectify and you can see that this, this child is a demon child and we need to put an end to it, come on now. Put a stake I- through its heart <laughs> if it's a demon child. But, then, but, the, but that's the parent's journey to walk, Simpure. They must put the stake in that kid's but heart. It, they must do whatever it. Whatever happens, it takes a village to raise a child. No, the That's village, the village also <laughs> you know has things is, to do. You know that, is, that, is, that is people who are abdicating responsibility rather than taking responsibility. Those are people who like to drink every night. No, do it, village. I'm, I've got things to do. No, yeah, you do it. Yeah, village. Some old gogo in the town has to look after everyone's children because they're all buzzing at the tavern. Unfortunately, the village always has to raise crops. The village has to work on sanitation. The village has to create jobs. You know, delegation. Come on, raise my kid business. (laughs) As you can see, because I don't want to raise my own kids, therefore I haven't had kids. I don't want to raise anyone else's kids. No. Okay. Don't give me your children to raise. I'm not interested. I see where you two stand on this. No, but if if you like, if you're, oh, such a miracle, kids, birth of life and stuff, well, keep cherishing that until the day you die. Don't just go, okay, now I'm over it. It's not a puppy for Christmas. All right, well, I've saved this. my impartial view. I've saved this for both of you for this morning. So, um, 
This irritated me so much that I, I sent it to Ben yesterday and I said, we've got to talk about this on the show. So Simpiwe, I'm letting you have a surprise first view of this this okay. morning. Ooh. So I put up this video. We were talking the other day about how stupid videos are. I, this is from my Instagram, but I, I, I shared this from is it the Freedom Agenda. Agenda. So this chick, she I don't know what her role in this is because it's actually a video of Margaret Thatcher talking about uh, economic policy. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher's got some very sensible things to say on the left of the frame. She's in there and she's going, well, we think it's tremendously important, whatever she's saying. Mm -hmm. And then there's this chick on the right who just reacts in the video. She's okay. like, she's going like this, smiling and nodding her head. That's all she does. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't add, there's no text added to it. She's just there, taking up exactly the same amount of space as Margaret Thatcher. Now, I know you're laughing because you think that I'm stupid. Uh, and maybe I am. That's why I, 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 I so desperately want to hear your take on this. <laughs> yeah. Because I asked Ben and he came up with a shit, really shit I came up with the right answer, which some people will, will confirm. It's the, it's the worst explanation. I don't buy it for a second. So people are calling this woman on the right a content creator. All she's doing is she's taking a Margaret Thatcher speech, which she didn't make. She wasn't even alive at the time the speech was made. Mm -hmm. She's found it on YouTube. It's not even as if she had to go and dig through archive footage sure. and reprocess uh, it into digital form. She found this on YouTube. Okay. She puts it up and then she's palming it off as if she had something to do with making this great content. Okay. I don't, that's fine if you just did that with just, you shared, hey, here's a great video of someone saying something sensible. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Why does she have to be on the screen with Margaret Thatcher? While Margaret Thatcher's talking, why does she have to be going, mm, 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 and nodding? Why is she there? I need to know why she's there. Ben, I'd like to get your take no, first. No, no, I, um, <laughs> no. No, no. You've got to give your shit explanation. Yeah. yeah. So, first, because she's more in touch with whoever this person yeah, is. Yeah, but I just want to hear you. No. Because Gareth knows what I gave Gareth an answer, oh, not something that answer. I agree with. I gave him answer. an answer in the context of what I think it's about. So please, you do share. Okay, why do you think she's there? What are these reaction videos? And how can you pass that off as content? You're not doing anything but sitting there going, mm -mm, but she which is what everyone it. who's watching it is doing. But she finds it. Yeah. So we could argue that you wouldn't have seen that video if she didn't react to it. But why doesn't she just share the video? It wouldn't have gotten much reach. And the thing is, so, right? So it gets more, it goes further if she's in it. Well, not and her, why? but... It's it's like you, you see you're playing someone. right into Ben's hand. He he's this is the almost the explanation he gave me yesterday. I feel like such an old man when I hear this, but go on. Sometimes well, you just hate the truth, Gareth. Yeah, you just but hate it's it. the it's the fact that you could remember the fact that she was reacting to it, that she was nodding. No, it, oh. no, it occurred to me afterwards because okay, I cool. listened to the. She's not. There's not even audio of her. Yeah, she's, she's just not. Nodding. She's not taking away from the original content, right? All she's doing is giving it a thumbs up or if she had disagreed with uh, whatever but was said But I don't in the care video, about her. That doesn't matter. I don't want her taking up space that isn't hers. She, she has not come up with anything original. But she found the content. But I, I'm sure someone else would have and just shared the video. We instead don't of having know that. Why that hence why she's a content She found the content. She went out looking for the video and she found it and through her reaction she was able to reach a whole lot of 
more people than the original video did. So Simpia, what you're saying is in the content creator's mind, let me caveat that Cliff, because now you think I'm supporting this <laughs> bent and this head nodding exercise. She's doing it in order to add relevance to an old thing. Yes, but it could even be like weird things or things that, I mean, I did not know I would love hoove uh, content and just finding that out. But someone put that out there and then someone reacted to it. I saw it and then I went down the rabbit hole. Someone of a similar demographic yes. age. Well, that's what it is, Cliff. Is that this? So it's getting much more bigger reach than what the original video would have gotten. If you right. were to understand. So, both, so you, you, this is why you guys uh, know this stuff better than me. If you uh, were it's to a good explanation, but I hate it. If you were to understand this, it would be worrying. I agree with you. I hate videos like this, right? I really, really do. I don't like them. I think it's lazy. Gareth, I think you it's should make videos like this. It's a lazy way of making content. But I, I should make videos like this. <laughs> but it is a form of making content. She sat down and she decided to react or not react. There's, she's better. She's nodding. I've seen videos where people are just like, and I'm like, why are you there? Like, why are you just sulking? Mm. Gareth, Do you something. Sh you should take videos. Like We've Judith been doing this stuff on the show for years, but it's not about my reaction no, to it. It's, this is where you're it's wrong. It's like me showing it to the audience. This is an untapped level here for you, Gareth. You should take a, a political videos like Judas so Malin with snollies all over his face, and you must just sit there and go, mm, mm. Mm. okay, and soft nod. So it's like a reaction it's YouTube channel. Every week on a That's Friday, it. I want to see a one-minute soft like nod. That. Yeah. Like, they... Gareth the Cliff entire reacts. channel is based off other people's content and they react to it, be it music video, be it embarrassing viral uh, videos on TikTok, be it dancing videos. They just react and they're like, oh, that was a good video or that sucked and that's it. Which brings us to the next segment of the show. What else can Cliff Central do? <laughs> and this week we discussed Gareth making reaction videos. We, we come up with so many good business ideas on this Friday this show. We, Gareth, honestly, viral. If there's anyone out there who's got no ideas, but they've got the desire to execute, we've given you on a silver platter a thousand different things. So here's another one. If you, I, react I, I reckon you could get two million views a week across platforms if you take the latest fuckery in politics and you just nod and then you smile or you make like stupid faces there it is done and i that's all i did on idols for years I but exactly yeah. and look at this gareth you wake up every single day into these lights you try to act like smart and you research and, you, and you're you yeah, when what you, a stupid waste of you time just all be i have nodding. to do is sit there and pull a face you yeah. can just be nodding at whatever news 24 <sighs> wants to cough up onto their feed you're right. I'm an idiot. See? <laughs> yeah. We've come back to the same conclusion anyway. We'll, we'll all get there in the end, guys. I'm the moron. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank okay. you. Ryan, so please get Gareth clips oh on God. a Thursday, send it to him. No, no, and this then is what we do. Not do the show. He's just going to put a minute yeah. of him. We'll nodding. react. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of like social media, I saw this yesterday. Instagram was the most deleted app in 2023. Of course. I find that very strange. I'm not Simpira surprised. says she's not surprised, so you go first. Um, it's, it's just, uh, it copies other apps and it's lost its originality. It's lost like the essence of why I was on Instagram in the first place. You're not seeing content of your, uh, the people that you follow. Um, it's very like TikTok-y. It's very, uh, mm. everything but Instagram. So yeah, it's, what's the point of having an Instagram account if you have a TikTok account, if you have a Twitter account? It's now, I'll believe this if Facebook was the most deleted app of 2022. Oh, no, our parents are still on Facebook. <sighs> I always forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's, it's, Facebook is aging out. Yes. But it's still relevant to people who are 50, 60. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. They love it, actually. Mm. I mean, I, I, 
I still have Facebook. I use it for like birthdays and things because I'm I, birthdays. If I say happy birthday to people, it's just a way of even though I don't speak to them the whole of, of the year. It's like keeeping in contact. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's useful. Mm. Especially yeah. if it's people you've done business with or you haven't seen for many years, they live overseas, whatever. Well, especially for you because you know hundreds of people right. and thousands of people want to and know then you. People are, and, and sometimes I'll look at the, when I'm wishing someone a happy birthday, I'll look at the messages and it's just like my happy birthdays for the last four years. Then I obviously delete the person because it's, then it's pointless. Yeah. yeah. But if, you know, if, I, if it's the only thing I've done in four years, at least I'm still making contact. So I try. It's a you've, way to you've reacted. But as a result of being on there at all, I've reacted. That's exactly right, Ben. But as a result of being on there at all, what I have seen is that it really is an old people's paradise. Yes, they like is. sharing baby pictures oh, and grandparents, uh, yeah, grand, and grandchildren. It's not so offensive on the eyes. No, Instagram is like raping your eyeballs with half-naked women and fight scenes and all kinds of other shit that they think you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it. You said the word. It's got a bit TikToky. Yeah, and like t- everything. And TikTok is pure cancer. Like so. it's just absolute cancer. I know that there are lots of people who listen to us who are on TikTok all the time, but I, I mean, we we sometimes play a TikTok video that someone has sent on Instagram or on WhatsApp or whatever. So yes. I'll, I'll still get the stuff, and I think good content will find a way. Yes, regardless of what platform it originates on. But it's just I'm I'm in no hurry to get on there. So Sam says, uh, recently at a uh, recently a local TikTok of a woman climbing through her window where her breasts got exposed went viral. Now she has a contract from some bra company. Yes, I saw that again. Something that was sent around on WhatsApp. So this woman is she British woman, <clears throat> unattractive, pasty. You know Probably the kind. Just back from the pub. Just back from the pub with her friend. Ah, can't get into house. So what she does is she climbs through a window, but it's one of those, those it's not that narrow because she's quite big. I'm amazed she got in, yeah. She gets in and then she tumbles over. Sure. And her titties fall out. Sure. And they're long. <laughs> and she's dangling on the other side laughing. I mean, to her credit, at least she's laughing. She realizes how ridiculous well, it is. Well, it's not that she was laughing. Someone's f- filmed it. The friend was really laughing. The, other, <laughs> like, the woman falling was in distress. I mean, she was an overweight woman whose head was pointing towards the ground <laughs> after four snake bites and a packet of pork scratch eggs, and she was not in a good place. <laughs> Has anyone seen the, the trend of Redditors using AI to put clothes back on scantily clad women? The trend is called... Dignif- Dignif AI. Dignify. How clever is that? How funny is that? Oh, apparently that woman in the video where she falls through the window also peed on herself. So great. Like lots of dignity. That I didn't know. That's hilarious. Now it's extra funny. Sure. Now it's extra funny. All right. So um, Ben is going to Vic Falls for the first time. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Hey? Yeah. When are you going? Tomorrow. Uh, sorry. I'm so excited. I'm saying tomorrow. Next Thursday. <laughs> Very good. Next Thursday flying out there. It's what, like just under two hours to get there. That's um, quick. Faster yeah. than Cape Town. You know, by reading all these Wilbur Smith books the last three years and just my general love of history and just to go somewhere else in Africa, like I've nice. been to four or five other countries in the continent and I know it's so close and it's such a holiday kind of place. But And that place is amazing. Yeah. Mm. I went last year and I must tell you, it's like one of the best things I've done. And right now, I don't know how the rains have been, but my Apparently God. not so good, but I'm hoping that this week's just going to turn around. If you around. see those falls with lots of water coming over there, you're just like, I am so small. 
yeah. you realize the majesty of nature. So I, like, Daniela really loves waterfalls. Like it's mm. one of her favorite things in the whole world. So to take her there is going to be quite amazing. Um, and also just it's that, but then you've got the bush setting as well, which is like my favorite thing in the whole world. So it's yeah, you just, get the best of everything. Babe. It feels like the absolute location I've always wanted to go to. And now this finally happening. Very Ooh. good. So I, I like will be this. I'll be crossing over from there next week Friday. Ooh. Great. I look forward to it. Ooh, nice. We will be able to uh, hear from Ben as it happens. All right, let's get to some sport Ben because yes. we've been we've been putting this off but there's lots to talk about. Let's it go. It really is. Yeah. And uh, this is beyond the scoreboard with Ben Carpensky. It's powered by Superbets. So there's a lot of cricket happening right now of the test match varietal. And yesterday there was a glimmer of hope as the, I don't even know what to call this Proteus team that we've sent to New Zealand. Some people are calling them the second stringers, which I think is hugely flattering, considering there's about the seventh or eighth or the ninth choice of the person in these different roles. Of wow. Course, that that all, many, we have that many choices? All of the best cricketers have been playing the SA20, which concludes, um, has concluded, sorry, last Saturday with the Sunrisers winning, as I suggested. Hope you put money on that. Uh-huh. So all the best cricketers are here. And now these other guys are going having a bash. And they got absolutely drilled in the first test, as you would imagine. But they really fought back. They made a game of the second uh, uh, final test. But unfortunately, Kane Williamson is again at the crease and again scoring 100. So they're going to ease into this one. Dane Pitt, who's bowled 30 overs Who? in this. Dane Pitt. That's his name. He's bowled 30 overs in the second four innings. Four letters name, four letters surname. Yeah, his fifth, five letters in the P-I-E-D-T. Oh, Pitt. Yeah. So he's been bowling his heart out. He's got three for 85, but 30 overs. You know, I saw his hands going to be. So they just need 16 runs at the stage, New Zealand, to win by, they'll win by seven wickets because Will Young and Kane Williams at the crease. There's other test match cricket on the go at the moment. India, you kind of felt like England got a lucky win in that first test because the second test, India had him. Third test now at Ranchcott. It's 346 for seven, Ranchcott. Are you making Ranch these cut. up? No, this is where they're playing. Really? Yeah. Ranch cut. Dhruv Jal is where is now, this? In India? in India, yeah. Sure. Dhruv Jal is on the crease, and as is Ravi Chandran and Ashwin. Sound like the names of farms in the Free State when the oak just nails some sign to the gate. He's like, yeah, we're going to call our farm Ranch cut. Oh, that's kind of what England feel right now. They're in <laughs> somewhere horrible because they are up against it. I don't think England are going to win this one. We can scoot right over to the Proteas woman playing a one-off test Ooh. match in Australia. Sounds exciting, isn't it? Well, it wasn't until they took the field. They were bowled up for 76, and now the Aussie women, who are fierce competitors, hardened professionals, seasoned veterans, they're at 355 for 5. Of course, we didn't have Marizan Cup for this game, who basically is the Jacques Cullis of women's cricket. So you can't take the field without your best player. I mean, she kind of counts for three. No discredit to the other woman. What's her name again? Marizan Cup. Right. She's like a superstar in the game, but she fell ill. So imagine right. like, you know, you're playing against the Aussies who are going to thrash you because it's test cricket. Okay. So Marizan a, Cup. I mean, they could be competitive in the shorter formats of the game, but you're going to play a test against these women. They're probably going to drill you. And then your best player is not taking the field. Yeah. I, for one, would not feel great about that. And unfortunately, they haven't stood up because they're getting clapped with the ball and they got clapped. Moving on, it's big rugby this weekend. <laughs> really big rugby this weekend because the URC is back. So the URC is the United Rugby Championship, of course. And um, it's quite an interesting sort of breakdown of the pools because Ireland has four teams. Mm-hmm. South Africa has four teams. 
Wales has four teams, and then Scotland has two, and Italy have two. So that's the mix. Okay. And all of those things I just said now create little pools. Mm -hmm. So the South African pool, you play against your opponents home and away. Okay. Same with the Irish and the Welsh, and then the Scots and Italy, that's their pool. And then outside of that, you play every other team once on a rotational basis. So it might be home, it might be away. So we've gone through the first half of this, and Leinster are currently on top, the Irish team, which is really mm. good for them followed by Benetton. The Bulls are the best SA team right now, fourth place, and then the Stormers are at seventh. Now, both of those teams are still in the Investec Champions Cup, which is the real big deal. That's like the Champions League of rugby. And um, they, the, with the URC, you want to finish in the top eight so you can go play in the Champions Cup the next year. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you play in this other Challenge Cup, I think it's called, which currently the Sharks and the Lions are grabbing around in. Right. Speaking of the Sharks and the Lions, the Lions are currently 10th, but they're only one point away from the um, promotion zone, so like the qualification zone of 8th. And the Sharks, well, they've been the shittest team in this thing. They are currently 16th place out of 16 teams. How did that happen? The Sharks used to be good, Ben. Am I wrong? Not even just used to be good. They actually had a resurgence and a new identity and a fresh like oh. truckload of international talent coming through. And we're talking like the best of the best. Who spoiled this? Who can we blame? I'm not sure. Like it's people will still we like be to blame someone. I know, and I like to obviously make real hot takes that probably have very little substance, but they don't seem to have any sort of cohesive unit that is going to help them to adapt to European rugby. So okay. there was a time when we just played the Sanzar stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So we'd jaw at home for a while, which was cool, and then we'd go to the right mm. and we'd go play the Australasian people. Yes. But then there was like a chunk of time. Whereas now it's like a game of cricket where we're taking quick singles back and forth. We're going up, down, up, down, up, down to the Northern Hemisphere. And maybe these oaks don't like traveling with each other. Maybe they're all snore no, and they just hate rooming with each other. Maybe the, the, the music on the team bus is a bit cuck. I don't know because they just haven't been a cohesive unit with all these different travel demands. Oh, There's always enough. different dynamics within professional sports. I'm obviously probably making the wrong point here. And Sharks fans are going, oh, it's because of this. And maybe John Plumtree wasn't the guy to bring back to be the coach. Whatever it is, they feel resurgent after doing well in the Challenge Cup that nobody watches. So they might win that, which is amazing. But, you know, it's like Arsenal winning in Europe all those years. It's like, where are you winning, mate? Oh, Europa League. No yeah, one cares. No one cares. So they are currently on nine points after nine matches. The, the promotion zone currently is at 25 points. So they basically have to win every single game going forward here. Well other teams maybe get scared of them i don't know either way this weekend big fixtures to look out for there zebra versus edinburgh at 9 35 tonight as is the scarlets versus munster then saturday we've got lions versus the bulls so it's a big derby in ellis park if you hmm. feel confident with your life maybe you can have a thrash through ellis park and watch that one <sighs> it is to, a, when the zombies come out that's but the, it's three o'clock though See, there's no night games at Ellis Park. Yeah, but it there starts at three. Yeah. So it ends, the sun's going down. That's when the zombies come. I know, but you've got about 45 minutes. I think it's safe. Listen, but can we just talk about this for a second? Final whistle. Ben, it's a sundown. We're talking about people's lives here. Let's I not know, be glib. Gareth, coming out. I've just, <laughs> no, simply, I've just you don't made know. the point. I've just made the point that the Lions are only one point behind the top eight. They need support, right? So it's a give and take. This is the thing with sport. It's always a give and take. So, Zimbabwe, you think we're getting? Kickoff is at three. By the time the game finishes around five, knife crime only really kicks oh, in at around seven. So, Lions fans, you've got that buffer. You've got the buffer with the early game. I think your team deserves it. If there was a five o'clock game, I'd probably say watch it on TV. Not worth it. You know, some people just go, fuck it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take a chance. Yeah. 
it's, I'm such a fan. I'm such a supporter. This I'm is the game. Live Gareth, dangerously. This is the game. If my team are prepared to take their life in their hands and 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 face possible they cranial possible cranial injuries as a result yeah. of being tackled too hard, then I can face some knife crime. No, yeah. you can't. No, people. <laughs> I told no, you. No, sir. They, you ain't finish, close like that. No. Sapiwe, if they finish top eight, they go to the Investec Champions Cup. You ain't gonna get that money. Put yourself first. That, okay? Your phone will be gone. Your wallet. <sighs> Guys, you're focusing on the wrong thing. You'll here. lose a limb, maybe a finger, if you try to fight. Investec Champions Cup. You can make extra money. You're playing against the best teams. Uh, everyone can. Everyone needs to make a bit of a, a, a sacrifice here. Okay. Lions versus Bulls. Fuck. Just so people have some context, because there may be people in Dubai listening to us now going, what the hell are you talking about? The reason they're in Dubai is because they fled Ellis Park. Yeah, so Ellis Park <laughs> is in, let's say it's a pretty scary part of town. You know, I mean, the CBD is less scary than that. And really, they're, they're, they're these dark places that, you know, Will Smith in that movie with uh, the zombies. What was it? I'm Legend. I'm Legend. Okay, he... he he goes out with the dog, and the dog goes, because it can see the zombies hiding. In the, if you go out there during the day, that's what happens. See, but the thing is, you can't. At night. You can't take an Alsatian to Ellis Park. No. Maybe no. if they, we could, you'd probably get more fans there. Mm. Imagine this thing like tickets now, 25 bucks, and you can bring your Alsatian. <laughs> your Alsatian. Half price if Half. you bring your Alsatian. <laughs> All right, that so Lions so. fans, I think we put All it right. down for you there. there we go. Leinster will play Benetton. So that's the top of the table clash at five. If you do stay at home to watch the rugby, that's straight into it. That's another benefit. And then the big game in Durban is going to be Sharks versus the Stormers. Now, the Sharks have lost the last five matches to the Stormers. Uh. But this is the thing. They need to win, right? Because they're right at the bottom there. And the Stormers, well, they're in seventh. So they're not exactly like guaranteed of the playoffs. But you also want to finish higher up in the playoffs because then you get a chance of playing a home quarterfinal into a home semifinal. Then we've got Cardiff versus Connacht at uh, 7.15. And then Glasgow Warriors will take on the Dragons at 9.35 on Sunday. If you still want to watch more rugby, there is Ospreys versus Ulster. It's a lot five. of rugby. I it's think, a lot. I think we're up to here. So much Is rugby. that why you're wearing the Vierpier? Are you supporting them against the Sharks? Uh, Stormers on? Absolutely. On? Uh, that's it. Like all in, in. Yeah. Because okay. Stormers, were some, it's still the same thing. It's still the same thing. The heart is still with, with the Dizer. Okay. All right, football. <laughs> Obviously, PSL's back on because AFCON is now finished. AFCON oh, took yes. it, would have seemed like three years. And yes. it was basically the entire Sundowns team with a couple of other talented oaks. Yeah. So they're back. And Sundowns are playing this Saturday at 8 o'clock and they'll be playing against Pirates. Now, Pirates have won nothing other than their own contracts to play for quite some time now. But you've got to think, with the Sundowns team... Are they going to be full strength? Are they going to be distracted? Are they going to be hungover? This might be a, a chance for Pirates to get an away draw here. Yeah, look at me getting so excited for Pirates. So that's 8 o'clock on Saturday. Then the Premier League, Liverpool are still on top and they'll be away to Brentford at 2.30. Burnley will take on Arsenal, who hammered West Ham recently, which is hugely exciting. That will be at 5. Man City versus Chelsea at 7.30. And then Sunday, Luton will be hosting Man United at 6.30. Two more big things for the weekend. It is really big for golf because it's the Genesis Open and Tiger is returning. Ooh. That's always You worth say it. that, but is it still a ooh moment wow, though? he's the early... Gary Player still walks out on the field and you're, ex you're excited. He's the greatest person. But Tiger has <laughs> had more comebacks than... 
Okay, let's try to keep it clean. Yeah. Tiger's had a lot of comebacks, right? He yeah. goes away, comes back, and he's also so old now. He's like older than Gareth. What more does he really need to bring to this game? <laughs> he's coming out with his own like merch line now called Sunday Red, obviously with sun and day are two different words, where basically it's the old Schlesinger logo, but they've made mm. it into like skeletal form, which is dodgy. Mm. So I know Tiger, look, all due respect to Gary Player and Jack Nicholas. Tiger's the greatest to ever play golf because he sure. changed the game and he was entertaining and he was also banging whores. And there was like a whole bunch yeah, about this guy that was interesting. It's a which lot of lifestyle and uh, color. People's around. person, exactly. And him keep carrying back like this, he's just getting older. The golf's just getting younger. Like it's cool. It's nice to have Tiger around, but like, the game's kind of moved on a bit. But if you still are the nostalgic Tiger person for many reasons, of which they are, well, and I'll watch. never discredit that, Genesis Open. And then the Dimension Data Pro-Am is happening this weekend at, at the Sunshine Tour. What is that? I know, Simpu. I know how you looked at me with huge interest there. It's being played at the same course I'm going to become a world champion in in two oh, weeks' time. Oh, okay. So okay, that's it. You. So you're going to be watching. I'm going to be watching all the time. It's going to strain my relationship. But this weekend, Dimension Data Pro at well, Fan Court. It's part of your prep. It is part of my prep. I'm visually seeing what the pros are going to be doing on the two oh. layouts that I'm playing on. But they'll also be playing on the links, which is Gary Player designed incredible international oh, golf fantastic. course. Fantastic. So that's on the Sunshine Tour. And then the big one, it is UFC 298 this weekend, which means that... We have to wake up early again, like usual, but mm-hmm. it'll be in Anaheim, California. So it's going to be a little bit later on the main card there. But just remember, as everyone learned when they first started watching UFC properly, when Drickus' title fight was, there's fights before the main ones. But the benefit of this one is there's none of these like women's fights that you've got to act like you actually care about. They're proper, solid, toe-to-toe absolute barnstormers here we've got starting out okay the main card let's just go with the last four fights right we've got marab dvashvili versus henry sahuda huge fight because marab hasn't ever wanted to fight against his friend aljamain sterling it's their names who are was for me to stick around it Al- sounds Al- like an ancient war between it uh, does you know the the, the steppe uh, warriors of mongol hordes it is so pretty much like the greatest bantamweight champion of of recent memory has been aljamain sterling who was friends with marab dvashvili so Marab was like, well, right. I'll fight everyone except that oak. And Dana White's like, dude, you fight who you fight. Otherwise, get stuffed. So he's fighting Henry Cejudo, who used to be, he was an Olympic champion, a double weight division champion in the UFC, but he's also a bit cooked in the head. And I think he's a bit delusional mm-hmm. about where he is now. But he came out of retirement. He pulled the tiger. He came back in. Huge fight. You got Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. Now, everyone thinks that Ian Gary's actually got a vagina because basically his wife runs his whole life. So there's a lot of banter and there's a lot of hate being thrown at him right now. Jeff Neal, nobody even knows who this guy is, but because everyone hates Ian Gary so much, they're all about Jeff Neal right now. So I want to see that fight. There's huge amounts on that. Then Robert Whitaker, who was basically everybody's like champion in the UFC. Everyone loved him. And then Drickus beat him. He's still much loved. He's taking on Paulo Costa, who's basically... I mean, this kid was dropped as a child or his mother drank a lot because he's not all there, but he's damn entertaining and he's built like a brick shit ass. And again, this guy was meant to be one of the... Sh- the greats of the sport. Israel right. Adesanya humbled him and he just went all over the place. Now this Oak's last few fights have just never happened because he just doesn't get to the doesn't get to the octagon. But here it is. Whitaker versus Costa, major middleweight fights. And then featherweight we've got Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Tapuria. Tapuria is fourteen and 0, so this Oak's just charging sure. and he's such a monster, this guy. I mean, I say featherweight, they're quite small guys. Volkanovsky probably the pound for pound greatest fighter until um, he got smacked in the head by Islam Makachev and he's basically just been 
he fell over. He got a kick to the head and his whole career was now being put in the battles. He has to come back and avenge that. Tapuria thinks he's going to run right through this oak because he's the young upstart. UFC 298. There are four amazing fights. If you really love the sports, watch them all. All right. That is the weekend, and it's a big one. Sure. Okay, there's a lot to chew on, and we are already just after 7 o'clock. So Superbet supports responsible gambling. You can get involved in any of these amazing sports that Ben has already spoken about. We've got a hell of a card this weekend, plenty on there. You can uh, go along, place your bets. Uh, Superbets, of course, supports responsible gambling, which means no under-18s, winners know when to stop. The South African Responsible Gambling Foundation's toll-free counseling hotline is 0800-006-008. And we'll be back for more in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com. It's Friday morning. Cliffcentral.com.